Hello and welcome to another episode of Mindshare Radio Podcast. My name is Kevin Whelan and today I want to talk a little bit about how I approach uh, standard marketing engagement and sort of my methodology that I use in the co-working consulting world. And one of the main things that I do when I think about building out a marketing program for my clients is I think about it kind of like building a house <clears throat> and you want to start from the ground up and you want to kind of build the pieces and then at the very end of it you have a party right and a lot of times you know if people jump too far into the tactics right away or they jump to say advertising as a first step the performance suffers right um, because the experience that someone sees when they land on your website may not be sufficient enough to get them to actually convert and become a customer so when I go and I work with a client, there's a few things that I do. There's sort of a process that I follow. This is my, you know, the high level view of my Everspaces methodology, which I'll share at least a high level view with you um, in this group. And the way it works is because it's focused just on marketing, I've basically broken out the marketing kind of timeline or series of events that I like to go through to ensure that by the end of our engagement, my clients have a marketing system and a strategy and a plan and a budget and tracking that they can use to run a good marketing program and the people people as well. So when I first start with clients, I, I always start off with, well, what are your goals? What are your focus? What are your priorities? And what are the challenges? And I try to download what the business owner's needs are and what the marketing manager, if there is one, what their needs are, and really just try to understand what's the current challenges and issues, and then what's going really well, and then where are they trying to go at the end of it? And then with that knowledge, I'll then go about rolling out my my program, my my methodology, if you will, uh, so that by the end of six months or by the end of nine months or however long it takes, depending on how much existing infrastructure they have already, they'll be in a much better place to to roll with things. So this is sort of my first pass, right? And this is basically building building the house, building the infrastructure. And once we have sufficient amount of infrastructure, then we can start inviting people into it and really start to drive more business and more uh, conversions to them. But until then, we often kind of jockey the line between what are the short-term goals and short-term um, results we can accomplish mixing with the long-term stuff as well. So we always want to build for long-term and also try to get in some short-term wins if we can just to keep keep uh, satisfaction levels high and to get results in the door quickly to pay for our work. So the first thing we do is figure out what are those key priorities, where are we focusing on, what are the ideal outcomes going to look like? And that just allows us to, to focus in on um, what's important to us. So we know, you know, midway through the engagement, we know, well, this is what we said was important. Let's make sure that we're still working towards the actual goals and not just building for the sake of building. Uh, I get clients onboarded and that's sort of part of the process uh, of uncovering what's really important, where they're trying to go and what the challenges are. And I've got a whole big uh, process for onboarding clients as well. A lot of that is in in our group, in the resources or templates section, you'll see I've got a bunch of templates and I kind of talk about how do I onboard clients and there's a kickoff stuff, a whole bunch of things in there. You know, it's mostly covered in there. So I would definitely go take a look at that. Um, and then basically what I try to do is first I'll look at their analytics and I'll, I'll do a mini audit myself. So I'll look at their analytics, I'll look at their website, I'll look at the state of things and I'll try to understand in my world what, what are the biggest challenges that they're facing, at least from a structural standpoint. And a lot of times it's proper analytics tracking. They don't have good reporting or, or, or a good dashboard or a KPI uh, set up. They don't have goals, you know, financial goals or otherwise. So try to get the analytics and the measurement set up first and foremost, and that's really critical as well. Then we start thinking about the strategy overall, and maybe these things happen at the same time, or maybe they happen one before the other. It doesn't really matter, but typically I'll look at the analytics to make sure those are good so we can at least get clean data now, and then in the future we can um, make it better, or at least track it better. So when it comes to strategy, yes, we, we look at those clearly defined goals, financial, measurable, um, and sometimes even intangible goals, right? Uh, to make our marketing manager happier in their current role by supporting them. That's an intangible goal, but 
uh, obviously uh, very valuable if, if say they're on the brink of say leaving, uh, which has happened to me before. And um, so anyway, we set clearly defined goals, financial, measurable, and otherwise. Uh, we create a unique value proposition. So that's what are the main kind of levers of value? What are the main differentiators that you have that make you unique? What are the com combination of factors that aren't just category benefits of the industry that they're in, but what are those main things? Anyway, we go through all the strategy process in general. And really what we're trying to do is, is figure out what are they, why are they different and why should people buy? And therefore, what are we going to double down on as our core messaging and our core communication strategy? And it's from the basis of that that we go and, and, and execute the rest of their marketing plan. Uh, we know who the target market is. We know what their goals are. We know how they're different. We know how they're unique. We know why they're better. And we know what we're going to focus on as being the, the tip of the spear insofar as marketing so that it cuts through the noise. And then we go and we, we devise final messaging with that and communicate that effectively. And that's sort of the next phase in my process. So, you know, we get them, we set some key priorities. We get them onboarded. Um, I, I get them set up with my systems, which is part of my onboarding, um, get analytics checked and organized. I do a bigger, uh, like audit myself. Um, but then we, as we get to work, we're getting into the analytics, the strategy, the messaging, which is an extension of the strategy. So once you know what your one main thing is, that's, that's 80, 20, that's 80% of what you're going to be focused on in the rest of your marketing, at least how you communicate. And we want to make sure that the messaging is really dialed in as well. So that's the next step in the process. And then I look at, okay, so we have these ingredients, we have this strategy, we know how we're different, we know how we're better unique, we know our target market, we know our goals. So these are all the things that you put into your thought process. Once you know that, and ideally we've done a bit of surveys, we've done some research into, into our members and our, or clients or whatever we're calling them, uh, so that we have like raw data about our clients and customers and not just kind of made up, you know, what do you think kind of stuff, which is not always right. So we then, now that we have the, the strategy and the messaging and the analytics are at least good so we can get clean data and watch change over time, that's really important as well, watching growth, is we then look at the platform and that's their website. And I look at things like uh, how, how well is it performing? What's the speed? You know, how does it work via Pingdom or GT Metrics or Google's um, scanning uh, tools to make sure that the site's performing reasonably well? I had one client where their bounce rate was really high, but we found out that their page never loaded on the first time. You always had to refresh a second time in order to get it to work. And that's a really big miss. So we found that out uh, early and fixed that and then continued down the process. So how's the site performing? What does the design look like? And I always say to invest in the best design possible, the best design you can afford, and a design that that is tailored to your target market. So if they don't expect much in the way of design, you don't have to go whole hog in the way of design. But if, but if you're focused on design-minded professionals or SaaS businesses where that's part of their vernacular and part of their 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 awareness then you definitely want to have design that's not only good the best it can possibly be if you're going to be a consultant selling premium services your website should look pretty good and hire a designer to do that if you need to um, but also it should kind of match their expectations so we look at the design user experience the key pages that they need to have on the website i like to have a why us page or how we're different or um, there's a few other kind of core pages that i have you know for each service each product uh what have you um a proof page or a testimonials page, uh, really critical. And then any tools and technology that plug into the website. So sometimes that means we redesign the website. Sometimes it means we polish it. Um, but always, uh, we want to just at least evaluate the website because like that's typically where most people come through at some point in time, you can create landing pages and run ads, but generally people are going to go to your website and make a decision about how trustworthy you are or, or what your positioning should be quality or otherwise based on first impressions of the website. So is it intuitive? Is it good, good design, good experiences? Have a lot of great content, that kind of thing. 
So once we've evaluated the, the website, we then look at content marketing and I look at blog, social media, email marketing, PR, media, and anything else that can relate to that. There could be podcasting that goes into that. Uh, there could be writing eBooks. There could be, you know, nurt- lead nurturing campaigns. There could be all kinds of content driven stuff. And uh, that, that's what the content piece goes in. Now I build the strategy and I build the website and I get the home base at least underway. And then I guess once that's in progress, then I can start thinking about content marketing so that when people do come to the website, there's rich content resources and, you know, studies show, and I don't have any of these, but this is in my head. So uh, take that for what it is. But studies show that, that the longer people are on a website, the more likely they are to, to buy something or to have trust in you. And one of the better ways to do that, and also the more pages they visit. So one of the better ways to do that is do they stay in your site the longest, but yeah, the, the better way to do that is to figure out how much content you have and to try to create more of it and keep, create a di- dynamic experience on the website so that people have enough to really explore and to build a relationship with you and your brand. So that's why content is so important. So even when we do ads, it also impacts SEO, which comes down the line and ads and everything else. So it's, it's part of your general experience, your brand, um, your overall trustworthiness, uh, your credibility, depending on the kind of company you are. So we try to get the content marketing going while or during or before, or, or, sorry, after uh, the website is is kind of up to speed. So I wouldn't go investing heavily into into Google Ads or SEO or even content until our website's reasonably good to make a good first impression. And that website is going to have great messaging because you've you've done that already, which is based on good strategy as well. So all these come back to who is your ideal customer, how are you different, and why should they buy? And making sure that that's concisely said throughout the website and is demonstrated in your photos and your design as well. So once the content marketing piece is done, we look at things like advertising and SEO. So that's when we start inviting kind of the world into our into our into our vicinity, into our website. That's kind of all roads lead to Rome, in my opinion. That's your website, um, and uh, you know that's when the content marketing is going to benefit the ads in terms of conversions. The design is going to help uh, with the ads in terms of conversions as well. So we look at things like Google Ads, Facebook Ads, Bing Ads, LinkedIn Ads, uh, and other forms of of advertising. And, um, yeah, that's, you know, once you have those other ingredients in place, ads will perform really well. If your website is ugly and shambles, doesn't have a lot of content and doesn't have good messaging and you don't have a strategy, ads are going to perform poorly. So that's kind of why I put it further down. Although sometimes we're, sometimes the site is good enough and we're running some ads while we make it better. And that's totally fine as well. The, The benefit of your methodology is you get to jump in and out and control the levers however you see fit, um, and do things in the right order according to the way you see it as a advisor, fractional CMO, strategist. And yeah, so advertising and SEO kind of come after that and, um, or, or sometimes immediately and then we make it better. Sometimes it's good enough and then make it better. And that's kind of my mantra is make it good, make it better. Um, so yeah, advertising as social media. And then I look at other things like, you know, traditional and, and print media, and I'll start to make sure that you have enough assets. You have case studies and other things that are going to really, um, maybe brochures, depending on the kind of business I'm working with in this case, a co-working space, uh, all the, all the different, you know, if there's doing posters or flyers or business cards or signage, what does all that look like? And I make sure that that's all dialed in. We then look at things like doing promotions or partnerships. So that's with like, um, brokers, um, local businesses, and, um, who else? Uh, yeah, like doing kind of referral programs is another big one. Uh, I'm just going to write in my methodology here, promotions and partnerships. Every time I come up with a new idea or like refine my idea, I put it into my Trello board. And by the way, right now I'm looking at my Trello board. You can't see it, but I'll share parts of this with you. And then we'll eventually help you create your own one of these. Um, 
but the goal is to always have this around and to use the app so it's on your desktop and then uh, and then to store your ideas in it so that you can roll it out with every new client, make it better, and it gets smarter and smarter over time. That's kind of the gist of what we, we talk about here at Mindshare. So once we have the, the promotions and partnerships, I look at sales strategies. I look at third-party websites and directory listings and citations and anywhere else that's going to, you know, in the world of co-working, there's a lot of co-working aggregators, so making sure I'm on those places as well. This may not be applicable to you in your industry, but basically we want to try to, to be everywhere with concise, consistent messaging and strategy that drives people back to the website where the best experience is there and you've got the best photos, the best design possible. You've got the great user experience, lots of rich content. And you, it's all designed for conversions, which might be a, a sale, a tour, a lead, or a subscribe kind of thing. So once we have most of that built out, then it's all about optimization. So how do we how do we get more conversions? How do we get more traffic? And we sort of play with the dials. And that's where you want to kind of think about the entire life cycle of the journey. You want to be thinking about this, obviously, the entire time. But you want to be thinking, uh, how do I get awareness of the brand or the, or the company? How do I nurture during the consideration phase? How do I ensure that there's a really good converting metric? And then how do I do a like a a, a mem like a, a customer retention uh, program so that so that we're really adding a lot of value and, and staying in touch and doing good marketing for our existing clients uh, so that they stay as long as possible? Um, and that's where we kind of really refine. So that's kind of refining the flywheel and making sure things are better. And I have a whole bunch of member retention strategies like you know surveys and 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 gifts and uh, all kinds of things that kind of surprise and delight you know. Um, just writing down the gifts because I don't have that on here, but, but gifts are a component of retention. If you can really th provide thoughtful gifts in a, uh, obviously in a, in a setting that is appropriate, then you're going to do really well. And that's kind of the gist of it. Um, there's also some software and technology pieces that I kind of keep in a, in a, in a board, uh, or in a, in a column in Trello. And really we just try to build in that angle. So in, in that direction. So yeah, like we're going to be putting up different pieces at different times. But if you think about it like building a house and you slow your client down and you focus on building a strategy and a plan and a budget and measurement and uh, and uh, and messaging, and then you go and roll that out on the website and then you infuse that into your content marketing and then you layer on SEO and pay-per-click and then you, you know, down the line you go and then you optimize for conversions and watch what's working and then play with the levers and dials based levels and dials, <laughs> levers and dials, uh, level, levels and dials based on what's levers and dials. There we go. Based on what's working, then you'll be uh, you'll be in much better shape to manage things over time. Um, but you can't really skip any of these parts or jump too far ahead, or it just won't really work that well. So, anyway, I'll share I'll share this with you at a high level, and then my goal is to help you kind of create one of these of your own. And just to kind of give you a quick sample of how this is different. So this this process of you know miscellaneous projects maybe would go left on the far left, and that might be a few other things that are outside of the typical. Um, project that I work on, but key priorities, onboarding, systems and organization, analytics, strategy, messaging, platform, content marketing, advertising, SEO, print, traditional and offline, promotions and partnerships, sales strategies, directory listings, uh, optimizations and member retention. Those are all marketing related stuff. And that's why I've built it into this sort of methodology and every new idea that I have as I run my engagements, I just kind of I place hold either these, I know roughly what I want to do and I want to make sure we get it all done, but I'll also sometimes put those into a calendar as well, which I'll talk about at another time. Uh, so that really helps the nothing, to ensure nothing gets missing and that I produce a consistent and complete level of service every time with my clients. But this is all related to marketing. And so just to give you a difference between this and the Mindshare playbook or the Mindshare methodology, Mindshare is much more about, it's not just about marketing, it's about 
like creating a business. So it's more business coaching um, for marketing advisors, consultants, strategists, fractional CMOs. And therefore, my, my methodology is much more about uh, the business side of things and, and marketing is one component of it. So it looks a little different in that case where I've got, you know, niching or niching at the top. Then I've got uh, con- credibility and how do you develop credibility if you're going to be in that niche. Then I've got your methodology. Then I've got um, at the very bottom of mar- uh, methodology. Then I got your business model and how you're going to design, how you're selling stuff. And then I've got uh, your marketing engine, which is sort of the last piece. So my columns for the Mindshare methodology, which right now is just an internal thing for me, uh, is going to be dependent on those seven or so levers rather than, or six levers, I believe, rather than all these things that I just talked about. Um, but then if you d- drill into any one of those things, there's going to be a whole wealth of ideas that I may follow in a different order. So all this will be made a little bit more clear to you when I go and share my Trello word with you. But I just want to kind of demonstrate how I sort of think about uh, marketing. And, and a lot of it is infrastructure based, making sure that the, the house is built in in good order. And then I really optimize around the edges with things like ads, conversions, you know, um, conversion rate optimization, member retention, uh, things that will kind of help move the needle and increase the the number of leads, the number of new business opportunities, the reducing the cost per new lead, cost per new business opportunity, and then playing with the levers and dials until uh, until it's a really well-oiled machine and then developing aside from this, a system that, that my clients can manage that tells them what to do daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly, annually. So once we built that infrastructure, there's a system that goes along with it. That's kind of like their operating manual. Um, and this methodology is really just for me and I show my clients this so they can see all the ideas, but it's really just for me to make sure that I go through everything and do everything the right way, uh, in a very complete and organized fashion. So I'll share all this with you. Um, and, uh, yeah, if you're interested in learning more, let me know if this is interesting to you, but I just kind of wanted to share my general approach to things. I think of it like building and it's just my natural way. I've been doing this for 20 years. So this is how I've come to, to run my engagements for as a marketing consultant. Um, so yeah, if you'd like to see some of this stuff, uh, hit reply in the comments, let me know. And, um, I'd love to kind of help you create one of your own methodologies. And I'm more than happy to share some of my, my IP with you to help you, uh, jumpstart that process. And that's all for now. Uh, I'll talk to you again next week. And as always, if you know someone who is a marketing advisor, strategist, fractional CMO or consultant who would like to sell their expertise and not just implementation services, um, send them our way, send them over to Mindshare and, uh, and uh, you get a couple months free uh, out of that if you refer someone. Um, but also just it helps just to keep growing the community and keep making this um, a viable um, business to be able to share with this stuff with you. So I hope that helps and I look forward to talking to you again soon. Bye for now.